Welcome back to another episode. We are really excited for this one because you guys are kind of in it. We asked for questions to be sent in for a little Q&A episode and we got some good ones that we would like to discuss. So let's just jump right into it. I think, do you want to pull up your question list first? Yeah. So first question I got was who was the most entertaining guest and which guest would you not bring back? (laughs) Vontika, you want to start? Okay. I think... Maybe we would both agree on this one that our most entertaining guest has been Grayson, probably by far. His stories just never end. He's always talking, rambling about something or another. Uh, we had a really good time with him. He's just a funny guy, you know? He He's a good storyteller. He always has something to say about everything. So he's I enjoyed that one. storyteller, but one story becomes five stories because of oh, his yeah. tangents. So I They're like hour-long stories. They never end. Yeah. <laughs> they just go because he does does every minute detail like really tries to set the scene and stuff um but he was definitely most entertaining yeah what about one that we don't want to invite I think that is I couldn't choose one I've enjoyed all our guests so far I don't think we've had any bad guests so yeah no like we would tell you guys the tea like if there was a bad guest and there really hasn't been like we've invited people that we're already friends with exactly yeah no one random yet so (laughs) but uh feel free I mean we're always open to requests so if you want to be on our podcast let us know but I was also going to follow up on that like since we've only invited our friends so far we've known who they are before so it wasn't anything too big exactly okay I can go with one of the questions I got which was just favorite memories but I think I'm going to narrow it down and talk about maybe a favorite memory on our podcast journey so far Mm -hmm. and for me it was I don't even remember when probably like a month ago there was just a week where we got a lot of good responses for the podcast like we had a ton of people slide up and say that they enjoyed listening and um there were some meetings I went to and I didn't even know they knew I had a podcast but some people came up to me and they're like hey good job on your podcast like you guys are doing great so it was just really nice hearing the feedback and that was the first time we had ever got any real feedback and it was I don't know probably a couple months into our podcast journey so that was really exciting to hear that we're doing good and people are enjoying listening to it and just a kind of motivation boost Yeah, we always love that because, of course, we started this not, like, trying to become famous or anything, literally just for fun and, like, something to do on the side. So we really appreciate it when people, like, get compliment us and tell us they love listening. And I've even had a couple people say, like, it's made them want to listen to more podcasts, which is always great. Because also, in a time where it feels like, you know, everyone and their dog has a podcast, like, it's good to know that people are wanting to listen to ours. So, of course, we don't have a huge following or anything, but we appreciate everyone that does take the time to listen and then let us know what they think. And we're always open to feedback too. So if you ever have suggestions, like reach out to one of us. We have people do that to us all the time. Yeah, for sure. I think my favorite memory, I was going to say the first episode, that was really fun because we, that was the only one we've recorded in person so far. Um, The rest have been over Zoom, but that was, I don't know, that was really special. And that was the first time we had met in person too. So it was just like a really special day in general and then I think favorite memory together so if we just do 
also, since the question was super specific, is we had a sleepover a couple weeks ago, and that was just so fun. Vontica came over, and we made a reel, an Instagram reel, um, which you should go check out on our Instagrams. It's there. <laughs> um, and then she had dinner with my family, which was really fun. And then we watched a movie and, like, did face masks and stuff. And then we were going to go to sleep. And, of course, we turned off the light and talked for another hour. So it was just so much fun it was a really good time especially because we've been talking about it for so long too like we've always wanted to have a sleepover we were waiting for finals and summer break and stuff so when it finally happened it was everything we could dream of <laughs> yes. and kind of going with that that goes into the next question pretty well kind of going back to my favorite memory is someone asked us do you plan to record in person eventually for mic reasons and I think it really depends um, because Zoom is just really convenient. But I mean, we can record just like on our laptop or our phone anywhere. So, you know, maybe maybe in the fall semester when we're hanging out in person more, we will. But Zoom has worked pretty well and I'm happy as the editor. I've been happy with the audio quality and everything. The only thing is annoying is when we talk over each other, it can be hard to decipher what's being said, but other than that, I think it's been pretty good. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to add was we have talked about every time we meet in person to maybe record a podcast episode, but we're always having fun doing other things that we're like, you know, we can do a podcast episode when we're on Zoom later. We don't have to be in person. Like we don't want to waste our time because we don't get that much time in person to begin with. Yeah. But yeah, maybe next semester when we are seeing each other more there yeah. is a possibility. Recording usually takes a good hour or more. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to lose that when we only get like maybe four hours together hanging out. So yeah, we usually say we're going to and then we never do. So exactly. yeah. All right. Next question from me. Any plans of going live on Instagram, which I thought was really interesting because I personally have never thought of it. Like I see other people going live. I just never thought I was popular enough famous enough I don't know how many people would end up listening but I definitely think it's a fun idea yeah I had never thought of it either but you know let us know would you like us to do a live episode I mean that's obviously unedited and we mm -hmm. could do whatever I mean it could be another Q&A thing like people ask us questions we can just ad lib it but I think that would be pretty fun I did a Instagram live with one of my friends last summer and it was pretty fun so mm -hmm. yeah I mean that's if also if you're interested in let us know also, another thing we could do in person, like if we're both there, we could be yeah. doing an Instagram live and doing whatever else. So definitely it's going to go on our list of ideas. I like it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Next question I have is what is your favorite book? And as you have a podcast with two book nerds over here, I feel like this one's going to take a while for us to decide and come to a consensus, but I can go ahead and start it off because I recently read a really good book that I just fell in love with. It's called November Nine by Colleen Hoover. And it's just like this love story kind of thing, but with a, with a twist. And it has great characters, a good story, a plot line, like anything you could hope for in a book. And I was hooked. Like, I think I finished it in three days. And then I went and turned around and reread it the next day. So I just read it two times in a row. And I really enjoyed it. A super good book. I definitely recommended it to Acacia and she's going to try to read it when she can, but her to read list is huge as well. But that yeah. one's a really good book. Yeah, I think for a long time when people asked me, I would say like the whole Harry Potter series and then specifically, I think Deathly Hollows. 
Um, but more recently, I think the Grishaverse has just captured my heart completely and Rule of Wolves, which is the last one for now. Um, that's by Lee Bardugo. The show Shadow and Bone is based on her books. Um, and yeah, no, Rule of Wolves, though, was just so masterfully done. I absolutely loved reading that. And it was, yeah, just, it's so good. It's, if you love YA fantasy all that it's just she's an amazing writer such a good world builder such detail and imagery so good and Avantika finally started reading Shadow and Bone and I'm sure the fandom is really going to expand with the show because a bunch of people are going to go read the books I started reading before the show so I consider myself more of an OG fan although I think Shadow and Bone came out in like 2007 or something so the series and the fandom itself is pretty old but yeah no I've loved it and I think I'm going to reread it and I am not a rereader or rewatcher of anything but the books are so good and her writing is so good that I think I'm probably going to and I found those last summer like yeah. last summer in August is I think when I discovered them yeah so last time we met I actually borrowed the books from Acacia because right now the holds are crazy at the library because the show is coming out and that's why I wanted to start reading it too because Acacia did tell me about it but I wanted to see the Netflix show as well so I just finished the first book a couple days ago. It captured me really good. Love it. And I have the next two waiting for me on the bookshelf. So I'm excited to get into those. But like Acacia said, a wonderful world. Like it just really takes you into a whole different universe and um, really fun to read. Yeah. The next question I have is, what is the biggest lesson you learned in 2020? Which this one, there's a lot to unpack here because 2020 was a hell of a year. <laughs> I you think, want to go first? Yeah, I think for me, it was really that it's okay to slow down because I'm such a go, 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 always have to be busy kind of person. And it like was 2020 was such a reverse of what 2019 had been. 2019, I did more traveling than I had ever done. I was busier than I had ever been before. And then 2020 happened and obviously no traveling except like the very beginning of the year I was lucky to squeeze something in but no traveling barely hanging out with friends or or having to do it at a distance and so slowing down and then appreciating and I think everyone it really put life into perspective and appreciating what you have Mm -hmm. Um, and it definitely like I think for a lot of people taught me the people that were important in my life because obviously you can't Like with COVID, you had to be selective, like who you were going to see. You couldn't be going to parties. You couldn't be having huge group gatherings. It was usually one person at a time. And so it really, I mean, my friend group wasn't like ginormous to begin with, but it really like showed me who my best friends were more than I already knew. Because it's also was the people who reached out because a lot of people, especially introverts, took the opportunity to lose touch with people. And so I found out the people that really cared about me um as well in 2020 yeah I'm gonna jump on that because I think a big thing everyone experienced was just having a hard time reaching out to people and keeping the connections because when you see someone at school every single day it's easy to keep talking and find stories to connect on but when you're both in your separate homes you haven't seen each other in forever it's hard to find topics to talk about which happened with a lot of my friends but then it also showed me like people who take the time to reach out and people I wanted to use my time to reach out to 
So it just showed you like who your close friends really are. And I think it's a good indication of like how your friendship's going to be in the future as well. Because I know the people I stayed in contact with through 2020, they're my lifelong friends. Like we went through a pandemic, we can go through anything, you know? So that's a really big thing. And then another thing I want to say that I learned in 2020 was the whole there was like a whole Nate situation, right? So dating in 2020 was really interesting. And there was a lot to learn there. But I think like, if I had to take away one big thing, it would be that, okay, I don't even know, because there are so many things. But I think that was the first time I really experienced like heartbreak. So I think I learned how to take care of myself to value the things that really matter to me. And like, if someone is really worth that much attention, that much, if I should care for them that much, if I'm not getting reciprocated by it. So I think it showed me like what I'm really looking for in a guy and what what I want like my future dating journey to be. Because I think up till now, it's been like, oh, I'm not dating for marriage. I'm just dating to have fun, you know, to meet people, to see who's out there. But I think after this, I couldn't go through that whole process again, knowing that, oh, I'm just dating for fun. Like I need, if I'm going to go through heartbreak or go through the whole thing of getting to know each other and then like that whole big thing I I need to know that it's for a good reason so I think that's the biggest switch that's happened in 2020 from like oh dating for fun and meeting people to dating for an actual reason and to know that it's worth your time and I think that's a really useful lesson to have learned especially now that we're getting older not that we're both looking to marry anytime soon but like to know that you're putting your attention and your worth in things that actually matter so that's a really big thing. And they're in an upcoming episode too. We're going to go into that whole story of Vodka's latest relationship too, because that's yeah. just a long one. So that's why it wasn't in the first boys episode. But yeah, no, that was something we like talked about the whole time because we became friends right before mm-hmm. they went on their first date kind of, or like around that time, like when they had just started talking. And so I was kind of with Avantika through that whole thing. And I kind of asked her from the beginning, like, do you see something long-term with him? And she had always said no, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, really caught deep feelings for him. And so it's, you know, I think that's something a lot of people kind of find out just through experience. Um mm-hmm is that, you know, it's why put yourself through that emotional stress and turmoil if it's not going to be something long-term. Exactly. And I remember when Acacia did ask me, she's like, do you see something long-term? And I was really quick to say no, because honestly, I did not. But then she's like, then why are you doing this? Like, why is it worth, worth your time? And I think you just have to go through the process of it. And now I realize, like, you know, I never want to do that again. But I'm happy that it happened, not to say I regret anything. So I think it's just important that I learn from it and hopefully it shouldn't happen again. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely have like a mental shift after that relationship. Definitely. Our next question is what made you guys decide to start a podcast? So we touched on this a little bit in one of the previous episodes, but I think Acacia was also talking about it earlier today. It was just something for fun, something we both thought we would enjoy doing because we're both talkative people like that. We have a lot of things that we connect on, similarities. So we knew it'd just be a good time, something for us to bond over to, you know, make episodes. Yeah, we, were, we were just like on FaceTime one night and we were like, it would be fun to do a podcast. Like, and I think we could do it. And I feel like... I don't know this I feel like this kind of sounds conceited we were like are, I feel like people will be interested to hear like our conversations and stuff and even if no one listened it'll be so nice for us to listen back to like the, it's 
a memory that memories like recorded memories will always have and be able to listen to when we're older and like be like oh that's what we were thinking at this time like this is where we were in life um because it's it's different than photos you know it's really special and especially because we were going through such a weird time in just history in general like even the title of our podcast is based on a very historical event so not only like um yeah, it's like a capturing of memories of a very important time in both of our lives. I'm sure like we both came out of this different and it'll be interesting to know like what happened, what we were thinking, all the stories. And I also keep a journal. So I definitely value memories and, you know, recording things, documenting things to look back on later. So this is just another opportunity to do that. So you remember what your life was like in our teen days. <laughs> yep. So that's all the questions I had from the Q&A, but we did have a couple more follow-up questions that we can get into now. So a couple months ago now, I think probably like a month or two ago, I saw this thing like 71 good questions to ask your best friends. And so I called Avantika. I was like, we need to do this. I want to, I really want to do this and hear your answers. I'm sure it's been some stuff that we've talked about before. Um, and so we're gonna go through a couple of them. <laughs> Probably not all 71 now. We might do like 15, 20, depending on how long the answers are. But yeah, no, because she was busy at the time that I called her. And then I was like, oh wait, we should probably do this for a podcast. Like that would be entertaining just to also yeah. get answers recorded too. Cause who knows if it's like opinion things or predictions about the future, then it'll be interesting to look back on too and see how things have changed. Yeah, for sure. And all these questions are really interesting. Like you get to know the person on a deeper level too. So it's an opportunity for our listeners to learn more about us as well. So I think that'll be nice. Yes. So the first one is what embarrasses you the most and or what has been your most embarrassing moment? Okay, so I think I have told this story before on this podcast. Um, but one of the most embarrassing moments for me was through like a band memory, because as drum major, you're always in front of people, people are always looking at you. So there's lots of opportunity for you to mess up and for everyone to see it. So I think one of the things was when I forgot my dinkles from my marching shoes when we went to one of the competitions. And that was like really embarrassing. And I was kind of ashamed of myself during that time. But another more funny one was when I was on the podium and I called the band to attention, but I had the biggest voice crack. So that one was really bad because the band was trying not to laugh at me. And we're like, we have to be serious, but everyone wants to laugh because that sounded stupid. Um, so that one was really funny. And that's when like we all can laugh about afterwards. Too. Was it at a competition or a football game or a practice? It was a football game. So there were people in the crowd, not that they could hear me too well, but, you know, band could hear me and they were all, I never heard the end of that one. Let's just say that. It took me so long to get a deeper voice going for that. Like my band director over and over again, like preseason was like, you need to lower your voice. No one is going to hear you if you do your normal voice. And so I like figured out how to lower my voice significantly to call the band to attention. Yeah, that was one of my problems too, because I naturally have a very high pitched voice. That's one of the reasons why I hate listening to myself. But the podcast has taught me that, you know, I can handle it better because we go back and while editing our episodes, we obviously have to listen to each other. Um, but yeah, that was something I had to learn for sure. Just how to not have such high pitch of a voice and to be loud because my natural voice is not very loud. 
Is there a scenario or something that embarrasses you a lot or like something your family does that like causes embarrassment frequently? I don't know if there's like a a reoccurring thing. I know obviously there's been probably things that happen here and there. I just can't remember any off the top of my head. Something that's like kind of embarrassing, but I shouldn't really be embarrassed about it is that my parents are immigrants. So they didn't grow up here, obviously, and they grew up in India. And so in India, there's like a British English way of speaking. So different pronunciations for everything. And then sometimes there's like an Indian accent mixed in. So just people say words differently. And I think that's one thing that kind of got passed down to me, because obviously, I learned whatever languages I'm learning from my parents. So there were some English words I picked up as well. And so now, even up to this day, I'm 19 years old, and I still have some habits of things that I've just heard my parents say, and it's not like really the right way of saying things or pronouncing things, but I end up like, what's the word, recreating them, or like, that's just how I learned it, so that's just how I say it now, and it's like kind of embarrassing, because people do call me out on it, they're like, wait, what was that, what did you mean, what did you say, and I was like, oh, sorry, I meant it the other way, but there is a couple words that every once in a while, they'll come up in conversation. It's like, huh, why did you say it that way? I'm like, oh, okay. I need to say the English American way instead of like the British English way. Yeah. I think for me, I suffer so bad from secondhand embarrassment. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like associated in any way with someone and they're embarrassing themselves, I cringe so hard. So like I've been in like group situations and someone has done something and I've really been like are there any examples you can think of I was trying to think there's there was something more recently oh I think on a zoom someone did something like really embarrassing they like asked like an inappropriate question and I was like oh my god like obviously it wasn't even someone I like knew but I was like someone in my age group and I was like or as embarrassed for them mm-hmm. kind of thing. so that happens to me pretty frequently um and then most embarrassing moments something more recently actually happened but I've been asked this question and I can't remember what it was but the one that I can remember is it's really old now because luckily I haven't had that many embarrassing moments but um I was playing basketball, I think. Yeah, so I played basketball in middle school. And the way that it worked in middle school is you did a month of tryouts and then a tournament. And then after the tournament, they made cuts for the team. And so it was at one of the tournaments. I don't know if it was in sixth or seventh grade, but I started playing in sixth grade. So I was still kind of new to basketball. I didn't know how everything worked. And so at one of the tournaments, the ref called a one or one And I didn't know what that meant at the time, but what it means is that um, the person who got fouled, they shoot. And if they make it, they get to shoot another one. And if they miss, then the game continues. Like whoever catches the rebound, you just keep going. And so I caught the rebound and she had missed. And so I, and I didn't know that was one or one. I thought it was just going to be two points. And my teammates like started running back and stuff and, but didn't say anything. So I passed the ball to the ref, but because it was, kid the ball was still in play of course he just stepped aside and pulled out and this was in front of all the parents and everything and that was so embarrassing but the, my teammates did not help me out they weren't like acacia like pass to me the ball and so that was like pretty embarrassing and then there was one time in elementary school where I ran through a puddle and slipped and fell right on my back not that many people were around but that was kind of and then I didn't want to go to the nurse to get new clothes because you know the clothes that the nurse has usually like they don't fit or they're weird so I just had I looked like I 
peed myself and all up my back for like <laughs> a couple hours until it dry. That was Gross. fourth grade. Those are the very stereotypical embarrassing moments, you know, like tripping on the stage, falling into a puddle, those kind of things. There was something yeah. more recently, but I cannot remember for the life of me what it was. Probably for the better. You just don't want to remember those traumatic moments. You know, you put up a blank wall. <laughs> that basketball one, though, I was mortified. Yeah. Also because basketball was still very out of my comfort zone at that point. It was like the first time I ever played like an organized sport outside of PE and I was still learning and there were girls who had been playing since they were little. And so I was really, you know, which also shame on them, like for not like telling me to pass them the ball, you know? Yeah, I also played basketball in middle school. Absolutely hated it, probably for the same reasons, because I had never played a sport professionally like that before. Like I did tennis lessons and soccer and stuff, but never for a school. That was always for recreation. So it was just very competitive in an environment that I wasn't used to. And also compared to the other girls, even back in middle school, I was I was like on the taller side, but definitely very skinny. Like I didn't have meat on my bones but there were some girls who definitely had like they were big and tall and you know they took control of the ball and I was not very assertive back in middle school as well definitely not for basketball and that I just never enjoyed it because of that also I never got along with any of the girls I felt like they were all I don't know, just different. Like it it wasn't a good time for me. So I definitely didn't do basketball after that. Also, one thing I specifically remember was I didn't have like the proper basketball shoes. And my parents were like, well, we don't want to buy you any until you're sure you want to do this. So like maybe do half a season. And then if you really like it, we'll get you the shoes and then, you know, you'll be fine. So I had like these worn in shoes that didn't really grip the court well at all. So I was just like sliding all over the place. Not a good time. And I think that's why I didn't like the sport even more. Oh, yeah. One of the times that I got new shoes, it was because I I think it was even preseason because I went to open courts before Mm -hmm. the season started. And we were doing scrimmaging. And I kid you not, I slipped seven times. Exactly. Seven times. And so my I had so much court burn on my knees and my arms mm-hmm. and just everything. And that was like, that's how I knew I needed new shoes. <laughs> was because, exactly. because also, I'm like, definitely an aggressive player. And so I shove. And so people would shove me back, of course. And so I was slipping and then also just like trying to turn on my heel. If you don't have shoes that grip the core, you you're going down. exactly yeah and that's another thing I hate violence of any sort so that's why I like volleyball there's no like confrontation or physical contact at all like that um it's just like you win the ball basically but I couldn't do the whole shoving thing I would definitely get thrown around everywhere one of my paper plate awards from freshman year was best elbow thrower and I got freshman year before I figured out how to foul legally or not Mm. foul because there's no fouling legally how I figured out how to shove legally um I got fouled out of games (laughs) you have to get five fouls to do that I never got a technical Mm. called on me because I wasn't hurting anyone really but um yeah I got fouled out (laughs) my friend aggressive player for sure (laughs) yes that it aligns with my personality for there you go perfect So the second question is, who do you look up to the most and what qualities do you love about that person? You want to go first on this one? Sure. So my biggest role model for sure is my dad. And I think that's because we are so similar. Like Mm -hmm. I 
like everyone in my family says I'm like the female version of my dad except I'm definitely more sensitive than him but that might just be me being female um because you know men usually aren't that sensitive um but yeah no he got a PhD which is something that I think I aspire to do at some point so lots of education um and then he's an entrepreneur so he's had five businesses over his lifetime that he started and I definitely want to own my own business someday and he really like if he has his mindset on something he does it and he achieves it and he also is just such a kind and humble person and he's also really tolerant which is I think you know something a lot of people of our generation have to deal with is intolerant parents and family members and I'm lucky that I don't have to deal with that in my immediate family um and so that you know all those things um and that he really is selfless too he's just such a good person um and he has a really big heart and so yeah he's he's my favorite person. (laughs) Yeah. And I got a chance to kind of talk to him at that sleepover. We were talking about, we did have dinner together and I definitely saw all those qualities and more. He's just also so curious and so willing to learn about everything. So open-minded, like all that is really like, it's a good characteristic to have in a person, especially in today when everyone's so polarized with all their topics and no one really is accepting of anyone. It's refreshing to see that. Yeah, And also like in older aged people as well, because they tend to be more stuck in their ways and values. It's also nice to see that like that hasn't affected him. Yeah. And he's really been, he's been really good, like over time, like learning and adapting to things. Like he doesn't say things that aren't PC Mm -hmm. now. Like definitely he grew up with some, what would be considered now racist phrases and metaphors and stuff and he doesn't say them anymore because like people have pointed it out to him and he takes constructive criticism well which is definitely a skill (laughs) exactly for sure um if I had to choose I think my first person would be my mom just because she is like the best mom anyone could be I want to have kids because of her and like use the stuff that she's taught me to pass on to my kids she's just talented in so many ways she has all these different hobbies and whatever she wants to pick up she'll pick it up in like a day with no problem she's so creative and selfless too like she'll put me and my sister above herself in any scenario no matter what even if it's like the small things of oh you get the last bite of food or I'll drop you to school every day, like just anything. She'll make sure that me and my sister have what we want and more, which is just so nice. Um, But yeah, she's one of the, one of my biggest inspirations for sure. And then one more in like the more professional world, I guess, would be one of my old band directors because she was always really motivated and would chase after what she wanted. And that passion was something I hadn't really seen in adults too much because so many people just settle into their jobs or, you know, they get a good job because it pays well or they're doing it for their family. She was just someone who she would do it for herself. And it was something that she genuinely loved to do. So that's why she would teach her. She loved playing her trumpet. So she made sure she would practice every single day for herself to hone in that skill. So I think that's a really respectable thing to have to know to put yourself first and to like, really chase after what you want. So that's something I look up to. Unfortunately, not a lasting inspiration since she kind of abandoned the band and did some bad stuff on the way out. But other than that, (laughs) I know it was 
Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't want to hold it against her, but it did tarnish how I look at her in ways. But I think there's always something you can learn from everyone, no matter how bad of a person they are. So you, you got to pick out the good things and then improve yourself with that. Yeah. And the third question is, what would be your perfect day? Plan it out from waking up to bedtime. Okay, I feel like there's so many ways this could go, though, because am I looking for like a relaxing day or a perfect day when I'm sightseeing or a perfect day with friends or family? But I guess in general, a perfect day would be waking up refreshed because everyone knows I love my sleep. So whenever that would be probably like since I want to make the most of my perfect day, like 930, 10 would be a perfect wake up time. Um, I'd wake up, probably have breakfast with my family. This is so hard. It could be like anything. I don't maybe go to like Disneyland or something. I don't know. Just like a fun filled day where you're not worrying about anything. You're out the whole day. You're doing things, spending time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a horrible answer. What about you? (laughs) So I have two options, option A and option B. Option A with friends so I would wake up at like a decent time, probably like 8.39, um, have breakfast with my family, have my dad cook his breakfast burritos because they're my favorite breakfast ever. And I hate eggs, but I will eat his breakfast burritos because he puts so many ingredients in them and they're delicious. So have big breakfast with my family and then go hop on a plane with my friends to somewhere. We'd pick a desk, I don't know, Hawaii, Mexico, Europe, something yeah. Um probably couldn't be Europe because by the time we get there, it'd be the end of the day. So let's say like Hawaii. So we get to Hawaii and we check into the hotel, maybe get some lunch, go find like a really cute um, restaurant. That's not like mainstream, not a bunch of tourists, Mm -hmm. um, like an Island treasure, go get lunch there, have a delicious lunch. Then, you know, maybe go on a hike or go zip lining or scuba diving um, and then, you know, just hang out and then probably go have dinner either like at the hotel. Yeah. So like have a nice dinner at the hotel, like get all dressed up and then go out to a bar or something and dance and have fun and do all that. Um, and then just stumble back drunk to the hotel all together. So probably not just like one friend. I think it'd be fun with a group, although with one friend, it would be good too. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And then go to sleep and Yeah, in the hotel and yeah, and then wake up in the morning and get room service or have midnight room service if we're having midnight cravings too. So that would be option A with friends and then with a significant other similar kind of thing. Um, So waking up together, probably Mm -hmm. cooking breakfast together and for each other kind of doing that in the kitchen. Um, And then same kind of thing going hopping on a plane go somewhere we'll say Mexico for this one. So go hop on a plane to Mexico and then get out in the city and explore, do kind of like any romantic couples things, like if we're near a beach, like do mm-hmm. activities, swimming, that kind of thing. Um, and then have a nice lunch somewhere. Again, like not a super touristy area because I don't like doing touristy things besides sightseeing. I think it's fun to like really get into the the culture of the country by trying to do not touristy things as well and then for dinner having like a sunset dinner like in a rooftop restaurant something or on the beach um, where you can see the sunset and just have like the really romantic evening kind of thing and then you know go back to the hotel and have a good time <laughs> fade to black 
Yes. I, you've thought about this a lot. That, that's good. I guess I never even finished my day. So we would go to Disneyland, right? And we'd have lunch there. And then we'd probably have dinner there too. Because Disneyland, like you want to make the most of it. You spend the entire day there. We'd watch the fireworks and then come back home to the hotel. And then obviously this was like a family trip. So just like a wholesome family, have fun with my parents and my sister. And I think right now I'm just in a phase in my life, probably for, I don't know, the next week, however long it lasts, that I'm not really looking for a relationship. So my brain's not even going there. (laughs) But knowing me, I'm so volatile, that may not last forever. But for now, um, we're going to just refrain from the significant other one. I was going to say that's news to me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that you were in that frame of mind. Meanwhile, over here, I am so ready for a relationship. If anyone Mm -hmm. would like to set me up with someone, please let me know. (laughs) (laughs) The DMs are open. Seriously. Who was the last person who made you cry and why? Ooh, person? Okay, person is so... So the last person who made me cry um, is I went on a date or it felt like a date to me, but I don't think it was a date to him. And we watched the sunset together and we got dinner and then drove up to a mountain near my house and ate kind of picnic style and watched the sunset. And it was really romantic. And I got all dressed up and I had makeup on and everything. And then we went and walked around Old Town and the waterfront was all lit up and it was really romantic. And I had kind of been waiting the whole night for him to like make a move, like even hold my hand, kiss me, whatever. And then I got home and I had, and I dropped him off. So I had like a lot of driving time because he um, is at the West Campus. And so I dropped him off and I had like called my friend on the way home. I think I talked to one of my other friends and then you, or did I, did I talk to you in the car? I think that day you talked to me in the car. car, And then when I got home, I talked to my other friend Yeah, and I was like telling them about the day and like how it was like really good, except for him not making any moves. And this was the second time we had hung out, but, and we, I felt like we had good chemistry at the time or something, but I was really getting mixed signals from him. And then I don't, I am not a crier and people are usually not the cause of me crying like it's usually frustration over like situation or something but I, just, I don't know if I was hormonal or what but then afterwards after I got the off the phone with my friend I just started crying I was like what the heck I put in all this effort like I never wear makeup and I wore makeup and I got dressed up and I looked really cute and I felt like he didn't even appreciate it and this this sounds bad but I I never saw him checking me out if he did check me out I didn't see it so I felt like he didn't notice. He didn't appreciate the effort, which I feel like any guys listening to this, they're rolling their eyes like or like they don't get it kind of thing. But it, it means a lot just to be complimented, like even to say like, oh, you look nice. Mm-hmm. And anytime we've hung out, he's never even said I look nice and I've complimented like if he's worn like a nice shirt or something. So I think there's, you know, he just probably isn't a compliment person, which some guys aren't. Um, but that that kind of really hurt me. And also that I felt like, things were failing before they even got off the ground. But it was kind of my fault because I get invested kind of pretty quickly. And so I had kind of high expectations. And usually like I'm accustomed to being able to drive the situation in the direction I want it to go. And it wasn't going the way I wanted it to. And so kind of all that combined really upset me. And so I had a good pity cry for my son. And also there's like that sting of rejection too, even though he didn't blatantly reject you. It's just that like, why didn't he like me? Why isn't he interested? And that kind of hurts too, which is a very human thing. It happens to everyone. 
but yeah I think the last time I cried because of a person was also because of both because of a boy which makes us sound like two pathetic typical teenage girls but that's just the way it is um so probably the same situation I was talking about like our relationship didn't end up working and like even though I saw it coming it definitely just hurts more when it's happening especially because he was the one who like really ended it like I bought up the idea I was like hey it looks like things aren't working what do you want to do and I was willing to try like I wanted to try I wanted to try fix things but he was the one who was like you know it's probably better better judgment you wanted to try against your better judgment yeah that that is very true that's good to add um but it was just my feelings taking over and he was the one who was like you know now's probably not the time like things aren't going to work out, we should end it. And that also hurts to hear. That's also a rejection in a way, because I wanted to keep going. But he was like, No, let's stop. So that was a couple weeks of crying, if I'm being completely honest, but it was a good learning process. Final question, I think a good one to end off on a little bit lighter is what's your favorite thing that you own or something that you have that's priceless? I think something that I own as priceless has to be my collection of journals because I have kept a journal since I could write basically. Like I have one back from kindergarten when we used to have like journal time in school. And then it was just kind of something I kept going. My mom also encouraged me a lot to keep it in like when I was younger. Um, But it definitely paid off. I have like such a big stack of them and I love going through them and reading them and seeing what I was thinking or what happened in my life. Because there are so many small things that if you don't go back and reread them, you're just going to forget them. So I'm really grateful for those memories that I have written down and documented and lots of personal thoughts in those too. So definitely priceless. Um, One of the favorite things I own because it's just really a part of who I am. You know, whenever I'm upset, I'll go journal about it. Whenever I'm happy, I want to go write about it. So it's just like a good way to embody me, I guess. Yeah. I started journaling when I was like 10 and I recently found like the first entries I ever did because I actually had ripped them out of my current diary, but I kept the pages because I had wanted to like start fresh or something. I don't know why I didn't just keep them in there. And so I ripped them out, but I kept them and I found the other day and it was just hilarious to read my journal entries. My handwriting was so different from back then. I think it was even younger probably maybe like eight, even like really, really early. Like I always just was kind of in love with the idea of having a diary and stuff. Um, First thing that comes to mind for me when I think of something I have that's priceless um, is my Ecuadorian flag. So that kind of like embodies my whole time there and everyone in the class signed it and wrote me a really sweet message and it's hanging up next to my bed. So I get to read the messages on it frequently and it has my medals from competing in the interscholastic olympics Mm -hmm. and the pins of the other exchange students so a little piece of them and it's it's priceless to me like i think the flag itself probably costs seven dollars but just all the love that's in that flag and the symbolism it holds for me is so special and i remember after my stressful day coming home from ecuador which was one of the worst days of my life Um, I was sitting in like the airport in Miami and I was reading my flag and just sobbing and I was, Mm -hmm. so it's just so, so, so special to me. And then I'm trying to think of an object that maybe my parents gave me or, or something like that. That's really important. But something from my grandparents is one of the special connections that me and my grandfather have. So my mom's dad is he speaks Spanish 
and he that's what he majored in in college and he it's kind of always been something that has connected us he taught me Spanish growing up just basic stuff not like how to speak it but words um vocabulary mostly and I don't know which birthday it was for I probably like 14 or 15 right around when I was starting to get more serious about Spanish he gave me his Spanish English dictionary that he used to bring over in the mornings because he would drive me and my sisters to preschool and while he was waiting for us to get ready and finish breakfast he would do little Spanish lessons with us and so he gave me his dictionary that he used to bring over and he wrote a really nice inscription in the front and it's just so special so special I don't think I've ever even used it um you know who uses a real dictionary anymore but it's a really really special item that's really cute and lots of value behind it too like lots of significance yeah yeah very nice So I think that's probably good. I think what, you know, we got like the five, six questions from the Q&A and then five, six conversation questions from the thing. So we can do more of those if you guys are interested or uh, or else we'll just do them by ourselves and you don't have to. Right. I think these are interesting. Like there's so much you can go into for every question. I think they're good topics to talk about. For sure. So we can do song of the week. What have you been listening to? Okay, so Olivia Rodrigo's new album came out, Sour, Everyone's in Love. I was listening to it today. Yeah, so I listened to it the day it came out. So good. My favorite song on the album is probably Traitor. I think like the lyrics, all her lyrics are just amazing. All the songs are amazing. I don't know how I can choose one, but um, Traitor is one of my favorites for sure. She's so talented and so young and already putting out great music. She has a very big fan base as she deserves, and I'm definitely part of it. <laughs> I haven't made it through the whole album yet. I think I have about four songs left, but I made it most of the way through. And she gives me big Billie Eilish vibes on her slower songs. Mm-hmm. And then her upbeat songs are like very rock punk, but it's she's very angsty, which is very, I get Taylor Swift vibes from her, which makes sense because she looks yeah. up to Taylor Swift, but a lot of similarities there. Yeah, so much angst, though. Like, I feel like I'm past the point of teenage angst now, almost being 19. But at 17, there's definitely still a lot of angst. And um, her being, like, in Hollywood and stuff, I'm sure that's just multiplied. So, yeah, but I like I like the album so far. I think I'm, I'm going to finish it and probably do another listen through. What's your sound of the week? Oh, something that's not Camilo. Let's let's think. I should go check my Spotify. A new song that I like, a new Spanish song that I really like is Aloha. And it's like really fun vibes. And it's a collaboration. So it's Maluma, Beal, Raul Alejandro, and someone else. Oh my gosh, is that six people on the cover? <laughs> worse there's seven people that sing in this song I think it's probably six minute songs but that's how the collaborations go with Spanish songs they're always they get really long because this isn't even a remix it's just a long song but very summer vibes I've been really really liking that one yeah very fun we also have not got around to that Spotify playlist yet um we'll try to do it soon for those of you who are asking for it yes but yeah those are our picks And that's the end of another episode. Thank you for tuning in. I hope after this one, 
I feel like you guys got to know us a little bit better. We shared a lot more stories. So we hope you enjoy it and we'll see you at the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to Friendship in a Time of Coronavirus. Like, subscribe, and leave us a review telling us what you think.